Well, it's an early Thursday morning, and that's how we start. Oh, mate, I'm just into it. Quick. I'm into it. That's what all the girls say. Caught me off guard there. Oh, it wouldn't be that difficult. Greg, good morning. <coughs> good morning, Matt. We're very organised today. Uh, episode 58 Is it of really? Officially Underqualified. That's what I was just checking 58 up. 58 of 59. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> more than likely. Everyone's our second last one. Everyone. That's mm. how you should live your life. It's feeling already like a long off-season. Isn't it? Yes. We've got Just, a bit to talk about. It, but it, it, it sort of made us. It's made me realise how league-centric we are. We do yes. need to probably broaden our horizons a little bit. We do. And on that, let's talk rugby league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we've just we've just come off uh, Hallow's Eve. Yes. Uh, thoughts love. thoughts on Halloween? Love Halloween. You do? Love Halloween. Yeah. Never did it as a kid, really. Yeah. So um, a lot of my parenting is based on what did I miss out on as a kid? As a kid. <laughs> but I, I think that is parenting. <laughs> but I didn't miss out. It's just it wasn't a thing, I don't think, in Australia when we were kids. It wasn't as big. No. These days, it's massive. Mate, we used to trick or treat, but probably up until the age of 10 or 11. Mm. After that, it just became throwing eggs at houses, really. Right. Yeah. Mm. So, the, so the hate for you started early. Yeah, I, got, I fell into a bad crowd. But, <laughs> that I you still, were the fucking bad crowd. That, no, I wasn't actually, but I fell into a bad crowd, which I still hang around with today. Yeah, yeah, best friends. The same, the, the same best five guys. Friends. Same five guys. Yeah, good. No, I love it. I what I what I now hate. What I now hate is the fucking morons on Facebook. And you know who you are, people. You know who you are. Uh, fucking Halloween. It's so American. Uh. So's your whole fucking life, mate. So's every TV show you watch. All right, shut up. Shut up. You're complaining about it on a Chinese phone that was designed in America. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. It's good fun. It's just getting dressed up. It's going out. Does much it's happen up there at the Queef? Is it, oh, is mate, it's it great. well received? It's really good. Around, around, the, uh, around the streets around us, there's a bunch of houses because we're, you know, we're off, off the main road in a, in a little... It's called sub- suburbia, mate. Suburban little... It's called suburbia. Yeah. And... Um, some of the a lot of the streets are all connected, so you can do a loop. And uh, mate, there's, you know, the, the, you'll see a family of four walking past, but then you'll see a, f- a group of twenty. You'll see four dads, four mums, and and the kids in front. There's a lot of that yep. going on. All the dads have got a beer, all the mums have got a little, you know, maybe a little mini wine, little takeaway. They've got their keys in the pocket little, for later. A little midday miniature, as I yeah. call it. Keys Just in to the take pocket. away the hurt. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's good fun. All the kids are going crazy, and we always do it as a family. It's our little family thing. I started doing it with Heath when Finn was freshly born, thinking, oh, we'll just have a have a laugh. And there were so many people out, and all these houses around me, they all do, do up the front of their houses. So it's split between people that do up their house and stay there and people that get dressed up and yeah. walk around. Yeah. So it's really, really good. And the same people do it every year, and so you know which house to go to and stuff. So we went a bit, well, I went a bit crazy this year. Because if there's something going on, I like to get involved. Yeah. So Finlay's birthday, Finlay's birthday yesterday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, Finn. Happy birthday to the to the mini beast. Um, she had a spooky party. Right. Last Friday evening after school. Um, we were going to do it in the park. Shit weather. Yeah. Last minute. Yeah. Good good call, by the way, by, the, by Penny. Absolute 10 out of 10. We booked one of those little community halls 
you know those old little yeah shat like old little fishing huts that the council like ends up acquiring and then they do it up and it's a little hall yep. they do dancing and zumba classes and stuff wasn't cheap but we contacted them last minute yep sweet lady came down from Beanley, unlocked it all turned everything on for us so they are party fridge power good Perfect. call for a party yeah uh, so we went there, dressed it all up. Now, I knew we were going to have this party. So in classic Greg fashion, I think, well, we need somewhere for her to pose with all her friends because she's into that. She's a seven-year-old girl. They want to pose and it's all about getting photos and stuff. So I made this coffin that was the size of her that she could sort of, st- vertically, she could stand up in and all her friends could be around it and then they could have a bit of a laugh with it. Just painted it black, spray-painted RIP on the side, you know, put cobwebs all over it, that whole thing. She loved it. Put LED lights behind it. You know, went level ten. Like fuck a duck. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. So we went level ten with it, right? Anyway, it comes around to Halloween. I think, fuck, I got a good idea here. So I go horizontal, and then I mount it to the top of my electric skateboard with the LED lights, with the cobwebs and everything. And then I put, then I'm standing up in an electric coffin, <laughs> running around the streets of the Queef. With Ellie, oh mate, so good! All the the kids are dressed up. Penny's on a bike behind because we're on the bikes. Penny's just like you're so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then she realised everyone loved it. But th- let me tell you, there were three levels of appreciation, and they were very distinct. Matt, I can imagine <laughs> number one level of appreciation of the floating coffin because it was bigger than the skateboard. Yes, so you couldn't tell what the fuck was powering it. And I'm in this bloody black suit with this mask and a top hat, like, looking creepy as fuck, just floating in this coffin. So the kids see it, and it's all amazement. They're all like, oh, my God, that is... That guy's floating on a... Like, just incredible. Then you've got the second level of amazement, which was the dads. Now, they weren't amazed. They were like, okay. Fuck you, mate. No, 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 no. It was like, how, how is that doing it? And... How do I get one? <laughs> it was very, very clear. The dads would all double take and be like, salute. I'm, I'm, I'll see what you've done and I'm picking up what you're putting down. It was very funny. We had a little, you know, moment. And then the third level was the mums. That was the eye roll. Yes. That was the, this dad's way too into it. Yeah. Yeah. Good fun. I did have an esky of beer in front of the coffin. Okay. So, you know. So you had it sorted. It served a purpose. Yeah, okay. It was very, very fun. Very, very fun. Love Halloween. Out, we we love it. We look forward to it every year because it's Finn's birthday. So. Yeah, perfect. Now, did you trick-or-treat with Belle? No. Me, Belle went to, uh, you, with you a friend. Out, did you outsource Halloween? Yeah, I did actually. Megan outsourced it because Megan was away. Megan was in Sydney. So, uh, she's a mover and a shaker, She's Megan. a mover and a shaker. She's a mover and a shaker. So, she? she was in Sydney for her national conference or something oh, for yeah, three sure. days. So yeah, 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 sure. She outsourced Halloween, which was amazing for me. So, I dropped her to her friend's house in the afternoon. Yeah. And then she was dropped back at about quarter to eight. Now, the storm came. Weather wasn't amazing. Right. But, and I was thinking, shit. We didn't get the storm at the Queef. Well, we got, we got quite a storm. Mm. The southern end. Mm. And so, she got home at about 7.30, just... She dressed herself up covered in fake blood. <laughs> you know, so it wasn't a great night out. Uh, yeah. I think the weather tempered some of that, but right. uh, she had a lot of fun. She went to some place in, there's a couple of houses in Burley that are quite renowned for their Christmas lights. Ah, uh, yes. They also make an effort for Halloween. Yes, very good. So it's the same vibe, same sort is. of people. I saw. Which I love. I love it when people get involved in shit. 
So Life's short. Get involved. I agree. To a point. Uh, I saw on Facebook <laughs> this year. Um, <laughs> I agree, but I hate everything and I don't get involved. <laughs> I I saw on Facebook this year and it was I, I, I was like, yeah, I, I get it. So people were asking mm. for people to replenish the uh, lollies and stuff at people's houses that you went to. So take lollies with you and as you took the lollies – give some lollies to those houses. Why? Well, because it's a lot of the same houses that are doing it. So let me just say this is what people were asking. Mm -hmm. So apparently there was one house, one house that like people were, there were heaps of kids. It's a renowned house. Yeah. People were like, I think they made a profit on the night that people were bringing like a bag of snakes or bringing, we can't bring snakes because you can't have open stuff, but you know, like, bringing the bags of lollies so that they can replenish their bowl so oh. that they don't have to... Because some people are spending hundreds of dollars too yeah. for the night. Yeah. So I don't mind that you say bring some stuff, but I'm also like, it's your choice to do it. So if you're going to do it... Well, this is it. Do it and shut up. I would I would argue the, the houses around us, were they standing at the front or did they just have a bowl there? No, they were standing at the front. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. So... The, the vibe around where we are is everyone goes around, you take one. Don't be a dick. Yep. You take one. If you get to a house and they're out, they're out. Because it's not your fucking God-given right to get something. It's luck of the draw. Yeah. Right? Get out there early, do your houses, say hello, happy Halloween, have a bit of a... We had a laugh, interaction with every house. You know, how to be, oh, you guys look great or so. I love what you done with the house, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. When you're out, you're out. When you're out, it's time to go inside. That's all right. Replenish. I'm mm. coming to you to get one. Mm. I've got to bring one to get one. Mm. Why wouldn't I just stay home and eat my chocolate? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. And if you don't want to do it, don't do so, it. So, I'm not so, making you do it. So someone... Don't, then, but then, don't do it and then make it a problem. Yeah, so what it was is it was someone had put a post up saying... Maybe you should think of doing this. And it wasn't one of the houses. It was like someone... I, I I love and I hate... Actually, no. I hate and I less hate, yeah. mildly, yeah. community Facebook pages. They are the they are the, the realm of fuckwits most yeah. of the time. Yeah. And usually it's like, there's a helicopter out. Does anyone know what it is? Did you see that lady's outfit? There was a lady in the Palm Beach community page that had community Facebook bingo. That was her outfit. Oh, right. And her, her whole body was this big piece of cardboard. That's and, and it was, you got to tick off the bingo squares. And it was, does anybody know what that helicopter's for? Did anyone hear gunshots? Yeah. I've lost my dog. Yeah. Uh, teenagers breaking into cars. Yeah. Code word, teen, police. It yeah. was all these, yeah, funny. yeah, all the same shit. Yeah. You know, anyone got a, got a recommendation for a pest control company? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all it was. So, and then it was... The, but the one I did see yesterday, it must have been, was yesterday or the day after, was the whole, uh, a house actually was thanking people for bringing lollies. Yeah. Because okay. we ran out because, you know, we were slammed and, and we ran out, so people helped us. Yeah. Which I was like, ah, oh, righto. Okay. But if you're, I think if you're like the neighbours and you're not doing it, you know, let's say, you know, number, number five wants to do it. Number three, number seven, not going to do it. Sure. Hey, yeah. here's a thing of frogs. I'll help you out. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah. You know what else I don't mind? Tell me. Why don't you just put a bowl at the front of three, five, and seven? 
Why don't instead of giving them all of your shit so all the kids go to the one house, why don't you all put a bowl out? Right? Then not everybody goes, do, do, do people understand supply and demand? Mm. Do people understand the economy? It wasn't if we mate. all contribute, then the kids are spread out through the neighbourhood and not all at the one house. Is there an etiquette? Uh, is there an Is it known? Massive, massive etiquette. Right. Take one. Move on. Say thank you. Okay. What I what I what I will not stand for uh, are fourteen to sixteen year old kids with no costume taking handfuls. Yeah. That's what I won't stand for. But uh, we had none of that this year. It was okay. really, really good. My concern, my greater concern is that on a night like Halloween, is that stuff can get a bit crazy. Crazy. Any damage to your lawn? I had three separate neighbours run into me on the loop, say, the lawn looks great, we walked around it. Right. And I went, that's how you get yourself a beer at Christmas. That's how you get yourself a beer. But no. I like how you uh, seamlessly moved into the lawn files. This is it. Who are you? Fucking stop it. Yeah, lawn's good. Okay. It's the only green lawn in Seabar. Oh, what about Ronnie's? No, there's a couple of green lawns, but it's one of the only green lawns. Okay, so. Tell you what, better than the lawn is the irrigation. Oh, Who, whose lawn's better, yours or Ronnie's? I don't. No, I think I think they're pretty good. Fuck off. Who's 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 looking I better? I genuinely haven't seen Ron's. Really? I haven't been down there. Been oh. too busy with work. Really? Yeah. God. I look. I'm counting mine with a cylinder mower, so I could guess. <laughs> uh, I did. I did love this from from the Hedgehog, which is Ronnie's nickname, right? Because uh, he's a prickly little so and so, but good name. He, gave, he did his first lawn cut. Now, I'm a cylinder mower man, Matt, as you know. I've yeah. ma- I'm a man of many mowers. Mm. And I've been selling at the market, if you will, the value of a cylinder mower to anyone who'll listen, including yourself, who doesn't care. No. And I've been told many times by many people, including Ron, ah, yeah, yeah. look, I get it, they're great, but yeah, I don't think I need one. His first cut on his new lawn, he calls me. You are still selling that spare cylinder mower? <laughs> yes, Ron. <laughs> How much? Because <laughs> he goes, it's good, but it's not as good as it could be. They really are a cheat code, the cylinder mower. Oh, the cylinder mower is amazing. It's an absolute cheat code. Yeah. It just makes it look amazing. So, good news. As I said to you, my old mate from Brisbane Cylinder Mowers needs a bit of termite work done, doesn't he? Right. Corby, shout out. I'm coming. So we're going to do a little deal, I think. Does he know that? Well, he's going to have to pay me and I'm going to have to pay him. So it's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. He needs a bit of termite work done. He might need a bit of termite protection at his house. And That's I'm a like, lot of cylinder mowers. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm, about to spend, I'm about to spend quite a bit of money on one of, on, on one of mine in the restoration project. Wow. I'm thinking about Bronco Colours. Yeah, we talked about this. Let's not mm. do it again. So then uh, I'll get the other one done and uh, and Ronnie might uh, become the new owner of the other cylinder mowers. In, is he going to do it in Raiders colours? It's already green. Well, It's the major selling point. There you go. <laughs> but lawn looks good. Irrigation, let me tell you, irrigation is key. Yep. Set it up. You don't, have to, you don't have to do anything. It's called oh. rain, mate. 
No, nah, you know what? Gold Coast? No, it's not. Everyone else's lawn is brown. Mm. Yeah, it has been a bit. It's just set bit it up. In, moving into storm season, though. Cost you two AA batteries every three months. Happy days. I'm out. Wow. No effort. Okay. I'm all about no effort. Yeah, I've heard. I can tell. Well. Hat backwards. That's why I thought I'd uh, get you, because I know what you're about. Yeah, exactly. Fucking zero effort. Okay, Pacific Nations Cup. Rugby league. There is some rugby league going on. An uh, incredible tournament, which is growing the international game. Yeah. Kangaroos, 36. Kiwis, 18. Yep. And... Never a problem. No. They're in neutral for most of the game. Yeah. And it was boring. I actually found the game to be pretty boring. Oh, I didn't. Well, it was a good game of footy. Well, I think... It was very entertaining. Any game of footy is a good game of footy when it's in October. When it's it's the best players as well. Yeah. But I was like... A couple of good teams. I'd much prefer it to be tighter. No. It's just... It was never in doubt. No, I like it when Australia's bashing people up. Yeah. I I love nothing more than the green green and gold... Getting over the line, mate. I love it. Yeah, Lindsay. Co- it was funny. Uh, Lindsay Collins scores two tries early. Grows another leg again in rep Mate, footy. now again, someone I, I saw an article that that Lindsay Collins it was uh, Paul Crawley. Yeah, he said he should win the Golden Boot. Lindsay Collins. Why not, mate? He's had a great season. Lindsay Collins is showing everyone how shit the Roosters are. Yeah, because as soon as he gets a bit of ball, a bit of shape. Bit of leadership, fucking hell! Yeah, he's, he's been killing it. He's everywhere, and the size of the man to have that amount of cardio. Yeah, he's everywhere. He gets there. He runs people down. Mm. He doesn't stop. He's fit. He's eighteen feet twelve. Yeah, it's not even fair. I got a couple of notes from the game. Yeah, I thought Ben Hunt was fantastic, fantastic at hooker. I just, it should be his spot. He needs to play for a team that has a seven. He I, is one of the best hookers out I, there. I've got to say, though, the game changed when Harry Grant came on, though. Well, this this is my point here, right? So Ben Hunt wears the brunt of the New Zealand first 20. That's a tough carry. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big group of straight running blokes. Mm. The, New Zealand, the New Zealand first 20 minutes is a tough team to play against. He did it easy, and he looked good doing it. And then Harry Grant comes on when everyone's tired. And again, that's Harry Grant's best option. For sure. He's not a, st- like, he's a starter at club level, but he's so young and fit and hot and bloody horny. He comes on when they're just, just, just a little bit not at 100% and he looks like a genius. I mean, that's the way to play him. Mm. When they start Harry Grant, it's just like, oh, you've, you've, you've forgotten what makes each, each one of these players good. Ben will steer you around the park. Harry will come on and be a psycho. Yeah. That's the go. I th- Before you get into your notes, mm. what do you think of the Harker? Mm. And what do you think of the standoff? I loved the Harker. Yeah. The stare-off was weird. I thought it was appalling. It was... Well, if I... It if, was just weird. Yeah, it, it was... It, st- it felt seriously staged. It felt like they said, we're going to do this. Yeah. Because the Aussies should have just turned away and walked off. Well, after the hucker, they should have walked off. They should have walked. They stood there waiting Exactly. For it. So I was like, just walk off. Yeah. And even if so, I just would, if I, if I was 
to Desco. Mm. I said, no, we're not doing this. Mm. And I just would have said, at the end of the half, boys, we're walking off. Yeah. Let them stand there and stare. They get to do their dance, and we have to stand there and, and respect it. That's all we've got to do. Yeah. I'm sick of the harker. Oh, I, I am sick of the harker. That's because every you're, second no, no. fucking weekend. That's because there's a harker. You're in rugby. That's why you're a rugby man. That's <sighs> why. That's why you hate it. But it was good when it was like every once in a while. Mm. Now it's like it's oh, it's the opening of a fucking tin can. Have a harker. Well, the other thing that that's taken away from the harker is Tonga do it, Samoa do it. Do yeah, that's P- what I mean. Do PNG do it? No, I don't think no, so. No, they don't do it. So we're not just looking at. One team that does it, we're looking at half the half the bloody position. Yeah, that's what I mean. So Everyone's it, there's a hark every five minutes now. Yeah. Or if you're gonna do it, do it. Move on. Don't drag it out. The stare off. Drag it out. The stare off was fucking pathetic. Yeah. I liked how one of the blokes went up to Nico Hines and tried to really intimidate him, and Nico Hines broke into laughter. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I felt like whispering in the Kiwi blokes here. It's not working. Yeah, he's not scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, mate. None of you can punch me. <laughs> we know we're about to win, so have yeah. your little stare. Yeah, dance, dance, and stare. It's thirty six eighteen, buddy. Yeah. Is that all you had? That's it. So all you had is hate. Yeah. Well, nothing. Do you know? Do you know? Well, you had Lindsay Collins' love. I'll give you that. No, no, I thought you Lindsay- had you had love for a Queenslander. Yeah, I did. I I, I think he has had an incredible season. Ruben Cotter was ten out of ten. Yeah, Ruben Cotter shittest haircut in the NRL. He does have a bad haircut. It's gotten worse. Yeah, uh, harder than Chinese algebra. That kid. Yeah, he is harder than Chinese he algebra. Goes, he's a little band too. He's not a big fella. No, but he plays like he's. Oh, he that's what I mean. Like he plays eight foot tall. Collins. He plays eight foot tall. Uh, the I think the standout for that entire game, and I I will stand here and argue with anyone, is Hamsai, Tabu Hammer. What's his name? Tabu Ifido. Mm. The Hammer. Did you see this guy play? Did you watch this game? He's fast, man. No, not just fast. You did you watch the game or not? Yeah, I did watch the game. Yeah. Did you see him stand up, Suwili? Oh, on the outside. Oh my god! What it was, he dri- he just drifted as he caught the ball, just ran that outside no, line. No, he caught it inside him. Watch but it as again. he as he was catching, he was drifting there. It was it was amazing. So it was co- amazing. Well, I was I analysed it with Heath, and he looked like he was going to drift. As he caught the ball, he went forward slightly just to plant Suwali's feet. He just went ever so slightly, and then moved laterally, like Michael Jackson does the moonwalk. Yeah, no, it was smooth. But didn't but didn't look like he was like his body was perfectly upright. Yeah. The balance was ridiculous, yeah. and the and the lateral movement that he was able to, uh, sorry, the distance he was able to cover laterally, whilst not really stepping, Suli fell over. <laughs> was it Suli or was it? No, it wasn't. No, Suli. it was, um, it was uh, uh, the other roosters. What's it? Um, Manu? Manu, Joey Manu, hmm. who's by the way quality. Yeah, Joey Joey Manu is quality. You would have him in any team. Yeah, you would have him at Manly in a second. Oh, mate, please! That's that's a ridiculous statement. He's a walk-on centre for any NRL side. That's Pro- what I'm yeah, saying. Probably. And, ha- and and the hammer just went around him, made him literally fall over, and then just so effort- effortlessly just pop the other yeah. team's Then one of the other tries, he gets it, gets three defenders interested, and throws it over the top mm. to to Lindsay Collins for Lindsay Collins to score. 
Lindsay Collins goes over untouched because the hammer attracts three people yeah. down the left sideline. And he was like, there was nothing on. And he's just like, there you go. Oh, yeah, try. He jumped above them and just left-hand pop. Mm. He's right-handed. Mm. The guy's a freak. Yeah. So, yeah. Start of this year, I reckon that is the breakout season of breakout seasons. Name, name a player that was rated so lowly at the start of the year and rated so highly at the end. Was he rated lowly? He went to the Dolphins and no one cared. Yeah. No one cared. He came from the Cowboys and everyone was like, yeah, he's yeah, Okay, right. then the question the question is posed that if a couple of people are fit, he's not, in, he's not in the team. Who? Well, if Mitchell plays, Mitchell plays in the centre. No, they've been named. No, 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 no. Mm. The team's been out. But what I'm saying is that if, the, if there were guys that were fit for this tournament, mm-hmm. he's probably not even in the team. Or he's on the wing. I think that after this, these couple of games, I think now he keeps his spot. I think if before the tournament, you're probably right. Mm. But um, one person that has been lay dropped from this week is Selwyn Cobbo, which I'm happy about. Well, he didn't play last week. Yeah. But he's not. He's just not there. No, right. And he shouldn't be either. He had a bad first game. Yeah. Uh, they've still got Dylan Edwards on the wing. Fuck me. Yep. But you know, as as is classy Dylan Edwards, he does it easily. He gets to every high ball. He hasn't made a single mistake. He's no, just he did. He dropped free. the ball on the weekend. Did he? he dropped a sitter. Oh, I missed it. He dropped a sitter. Oh, I take it all back. No, but it's it's the first mistake I've seen that. him make all year. I didn't even. I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, he dropped. He dropped a sitter. Did he? And and it was just like, I, I go, you, you can have that one, mate. You can have that one. Do you know who's been I quiet? Teddy dropped it. Nah. Okay. Yeah, Tony Staggs has been quiet. I, well, out of out of my words was about out of my mouth was about to be if Latrell came back in, I think he takes Katoni's spot. Yeah. But I, I think Hammer has played himself into a permanent role. Yeah, maybe so. I really do. He was a standout player of the whole team. Yeah. In that, and in a team of superstars, for you to be the standout team, that's tough. The, sorry, the standout player. Yeah. That's a tough. That's a tough carry. I thought Val Holmes was excellent. Scored a couple of good tries. Well, and and kicks the house down. Yeah. Shit, shit, he strikes the ball well, doesn't he? He does. It sails over the crossbars from the corner. His first try was very good. How he got that ball down. Yeah. Uh, very classy. Yeah. Uh, shouldn't be in the team. But well done. He played well. Yeah. So yep. I think I think Val Holmes and, and the Hammer were probably the two standouts of that game. In the forward pack, I thought Ben Hunt was great and I thought Ruben Cotter was great. Um, but I thought uh, Tom Flegler was utter shit. Yeah. Utter shit. And he is utter shit, really. He's a big body and if he can remain mistake-free... He could be a great player. Yeah. He gets too aggro. He lets the moment get ahead of him. And um, and I think he just... You're right. We are recording, aren't we? Yeah. We're just double-checking that we're recording, people. Play on. Six again. Um, yeah, he lets the moment get... You know, if the moment's big, he'll make a mistake. You can almost see it coming. He's one of those players that you're like, oh, I can see flags fucking up here in a minute. You know? So the fact that the Bronx has sort of let him... Exit stage right. He's, a, to, he's to not about. He's not about NRL player. He's Nico Hines. So he, I'm he's, glad he's error ridden. I'm glad that they have moved on from Nico Hines. Got his one go, and it, it, you can't have him in the team. Here you go. Have a go, mate. No, no, no. He, no. On the weekend, they're like, there you go. Have a go. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's just there's he's still your 14th man. Yeah. Uh, well, he's not for this game. Is he not? No. Harry Grant is. Oh, of course he is. Grant Collins, Carrigan, Sorry, Cotter. I was looking at the reserves. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that. So Flegler got dropped as well. Yeah, so did Jakey T. Yeah. Now, so, Tino and, and Payne Haas come back in. 
But pick a better bench than this. Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, Ruben Cotter. Yeah, it's got some metres in it. Fuck me. Yeah, and by good. the way, that's a 100% Queensland bench. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I like that. But there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of there's a, there's a fair mix of Queensland, New South Wales on the field. Yeah. Uh, Payne Haas... Uh, Yo, Cam Martin, Murray, Murray. Liam Murray, Liam Martin, and Isaiah Yo. So it's a very New South Wales heavy on the field forward pack with the Queensland bench. Well, see, they win thirty six eighteen with not their best team on the field. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, no brainer. Uh, I didn't have anything else there other than have you heard or seen the ridiculous carry on? Because you know it's November now. Mm. Every November, what do we talk about, Matt? Well, Who's going to be the 18th team? Yes. Who's going to be the next team? We can't possibly have a year where we just enjoy the current squads. Yeah. We have to always talk shit. Yeah. Because Fox Sports needs a headline. Now, the dumbest thing I have ever seen in my fucking life is there are calls for P&G... Papua New Guinea from Port Moresby to be the 18th team. <clears throat> Discuss. Well, I'll come straight out and say there should not shouldn't be an 18th team. Sure. That that's obviously right. If there should, it shouldn't be yet. No. There just give, shouldn't just be an 18th a, team. Give it a minute. There should be less teams. Right? There should be less teams. I don't mind the 18th team. Nah. Mate, the, There's enough talent. There is, mate. There is. You say this, you say this. The West Tigers are not an NRL team. No, 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 no. That is not the problem. The problem, Matt, is that we don't have a draft system. We have a system where people like Melbourne. I'll be honest, Brisbane, the Roosters can buy you, kids. Can buy kids when they're 13 years old. Yes. Not let them go and hog all the good players. We need a draft-based system. It's never going to happen. Okay, but you want to talk about what the problem is. Yeah, the problem no. is not the teams. The problem is the reason. The disbursement the of talent. Disbursement of talent. Thank I, you very much. I, I, I agree lots with of talent. Yeah, I agree with that. But the thing is, is that they're never going to have a draft system. The players won't go for it. It will not happen. How do you draft? Where do you draft from? It's not the US where they come through a system and you go, mm-hmm. they're all there and we're going to take from there. You mm-hmm. can't. It's not going to happen. You can. Well, mate, I'd love to see someone put up a model that works. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you... You you have to make some blanket rules. You have to make some outlandish statements. You have to say no... uh, No... uh, A couple of little rules that I've heard, for example. Uh, No one can be signed before their their 18th birthday. It's a contact sport. I don't hate it. Some some kids are too young to be playing NRL, right? Your bones aren't fully formed, right? You don't have the right density. Some guys are freaks. Some aren't. You also don't, you know, you can't drink before 18 because you can't make smart but decisions. But in saying that... You shouldn't been, be a professional athlete. There's been like 10 players play before they're 18. Exactly. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right? So let's say, okay, until they're 18, you can't. Now let's say, okay, oh, but, you know, that that uh, removes the uh, removes the drive for, for NRL teams to raise young talent. No, it doesn't. You put rules in place, right, where you put... If a kid has come through the Broncos and the Broncos wish to then buy him in the draft, they get a discount multiplier because they're the ones that invested in the in the kid. So you put an encouragement deal in to sign your own youth development. 
right? But if other teams want to buy that kid, they've got to pay the full market price in the draft. Things like that. There's lots of things that can be done. It's not good enough to say, oh, it's hard, so he won't. Not right? saying because that that's, it's, no, no, I'm that's not no, saying that's what it is. I, I think that's that, what they are saying in your defense. Yeah. That's what a lot of the NRL is. Oh no, it's too hard. We're not going to bother. It's like, but be better. There's clearly a talent dispersion problem, and that's why the Tigers are so bad because they don't have the money. and No one wants to go there. Do you think part of the problem is also that <clears throat> they go from the twenties and the jumper straight to first grade, essentially? Mm. I know there's the New South Wales Cup. New South Wales Cup and that. Cup. But it's it's pretty much 20s to first grade. Mm-hmm. Because the... Is that an issue? What I think should happen is you've got your... I think you should have to draft when they're 17, 18. And then I think they play in your 20s. And I think if you've got... The Broncos should... For example, I'm, and I'm using the Broncos as an, as an example because it's my team. In the current situation, you can pull players from your Q, registered Q Cup team. So the Titans have got uh, Tweed Seagulls. That's their junior team. Mm. Now, if the Titans have a fuckload of injuries, right, they pull from Tweed Seagulls and they go, oh, come up and play. Yep. I don't know about that. I reckon they should have to have their 30-man squad for the year and then they should have to pull from their 20 side because they're Titans players. Yeah. For example, I'll use the Titans because we're on the Gold Coast here, right? So the Titans should have to pull from their 20 side. Now, those players that are playing Q Cup, they should play out, out of their ass all year so that they can then make that Titans squad next year, right? So then the draft system is you're pulling the young kids into your 20 squad to cultivate talent. Suddenly now the 20s is a wicked competition because that's where you draft your good players into. If they're amazing, they can be drafted straight into the 36-man squad or 30-man squad or whatever you want, but they can also go back to the 20 squad, things like that. Mm. Look, it's not a perfect idea, but it's an idea. Yeah. Leave the 18th team alone. Until you do that, I hear what you're saying. Do, do you know... The, the but can we talk about the Port Moresby? Yeah, look, there's talk that they wouldn't be based out of Port Moresby. There's talk that might well, be based Well, then it's not out a PNG team, is it? But they would play in they would play in PNG, but they'd be based out of Cairns. Uh, look, it's better than the Bears. It's better than the Bears. Mate. I'm sick of hearing about the fucking Bears. Mate. The Bears went broke in the 90s. Who's they were shit. Move on. I got that. But you, if I'm an NRL player playing for the Rabbitohs, Hmm. I'm not going to fucking Port Moresby. No. Do you know how many machine guns would need to be around that stadium oh, you know, it's, to it's, stop a riot? It's, it's never going to happen. I'm not being mean. Yeah. I'm not being classist. I'm not. You are it's, a bit. It's, you know, well, I'm, we'll let you be. Mate, factually, it's yeah, third world. Yeah. I, got a, I got a lot of mates that went, went over there to um, do FIFO work, to do electrical FIFO work. Matty. Hmm. Matty used to go over to PNG to do FIFO work. They had armed guards for the electricians mm. to do FIFO work. Mm. He had he had a security detail with him to run power cables. Mm. It's not safe. It's just I'm I'm outraged by the idea because it's like, mate, if my sparky mate on FIFO needs an armed guard with, with a yeah, gun, but it's, it, it, what it, is the NRL team going to need? It's woke, mate. It's woke. How are you going to – how is that going to make money either? How are they going to buy – It doesn't make money, mate. There's no stadium. There's no tickets. It's not going to happen. There's no TV crew. It's not going to happen. Let the woke crowd be woke. 
It's all good. But it's gaining momentum, and that's why I'm getting worked up. They, they, they can't have an 18th team. Stop. Rah. Fuck. Rah. Hey. Uh, Paul Gallon in a bar fight. Should we New keep, South Wales, South Coast. Should, should we keep it light? Normally, oh. we bounce off each other. You're cranky, and I'll bring it back. Now I'm cranky, <laughs> and you don't know what to do with it. Paul Gallon, <laughs> Paul Gallon, Paul Gallon in a bar fight on the south coast of New South Wales. Now I know nothing about this. Yeah, so talk to me. So <laughs> apparently, he threw the first punch. He's got that in him. Uh, yeah, but yeah. but I'll reserve judgment because he was probably being absolutely heckled. More than likely, but yeah. you've got to be talk about being better. No. Can't afford. Can't afford. No, you can't. Mm. He can't. Well, he's, he's, he's retired now. He can do what he wants. No, he can't. Yes, he's can. he's now a face of rugby league on Channel 9. No, he can't. He can't. You don't know. You don't know. There's some lines that, there's some lines that we'll there's get There's no fucking lines. Yes, there is. No, I don't believe that. There's no lines. Don't believe that. How many fights have you been in your life? Oh, a few. Yeah. How many? Including footy or off footy? Oh, you can't include stuff on the field. Off the field? Off field. Oh, probably four or five. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I've been in a few, mm. not for a long time, mm. but most of the time you can just laugh and walk away. Yeah, and you know, I, I think I, I think look, if you are, I hear I th- what you're saying. I think if you are someone in the public eye, mm. you've got to be, you've got to understand you're gonna have to take it on the chin occasionally, not not with a not with a punch. Mm-hmm. Just I'm, be a bit better, Paul. I'm also well. Here's the thing. I'm also, and I I'm not a Paul Gallon guy. I'm sympathetic to, to a point. I'll give, look, I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying there's there's a, it's not black and white like that. It's not. Anyone that thinks anyone that thinks that famous people have an inside track when it comes to being in the public eye. For example, the David Beckham documentary, which by the way I finished. What an amazing documentary. The best, right? But for example, yes, right. That guy's life. Yeah. Okay. Now Paul Gallon's easier to hate if you hate him. Yeah, on the field, you know his whole career, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Now you put him in a western, you put him in a Western Sydney pub with a bunch of very, very drunk people. Yep. And you put people getting up in you. And now we're not talking heckling from across the bar, and Paul Gallon walks over and puts one on your chin. We're talking, you know, people getting up in your face, spitting in your face, calling you a piece of shit, talking about your missus, talking about your kids, not letting you move out of the way. You're trying to move and standing over you. People. Who have got small, small penises, very small man syndrome, yeah. aren't happy with their life, tend to hurl abuse to famous people because they think they're not people a lot of the time. It's the people that stand up in the crowd and yell racist shit down at the ground. That sort of vibe is what I'm talking about. Yeah. The people that have crossed the line. Now, I can definitely see a universe, Matt. Paul Gallon has been copying shit his entire life. Now, I wasn't there, so I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But this is a guy that has professionally probably walked away from a, a million a million potential fights in pubs and at media events, right? Yep. I can definitely see a universe where this where people are drunk to the point where this could kick off. You know, they're getting up in my face. They're a mil, millimetre away from my face. It started as a little bit of banter. I've told him to fuck off. He doesn't like it. Yeah. I can see he's about to throw one. I get him first. I can de- you you can't be telling me you you can't see that universe. People love to hate, especially drunk people that didn't do anything with their lives. Love to hate successful. Oh, people. for sure. No, I agree with that. And look, maybe so. But I don't want to defend the guy. Yeah. because I don't know what happened. But yeah. I can see how that can happen. So yeah, 
Whiten and the Mitchell uh, charges are thrown out of court. So this was an interesting one. And as much as I don't like either of them, it's nice to see something like that. Mm. And did you see what happened? The sergeant in the case admitted that he lied under oath. Oh, okay. In the court. He's in big shit. I think he's going to oh, lose, he's, he's he'll lose, lose his, his job. job. He'll lose his job. So the police officer, the sergeant, actually falsified evidence in order to push the case through, and it got proven, and he admitted it. Wow. Yeah. For example, Matt, people love to hate famous people. Yeah, no, for sure. Who aren't happy with their own fucking situation. Yeah. Why would you do that? Oh, fuck them. Can, can you hear this coming out of someone like that's mouth? Fuck them, they're NRL players. They get everything. Fuck them. Oh, for sure. Can you hear that? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, I hate absolutely. people. Okay. As much as, you know, Latrell's a dick, he doesn't deserve that. No one deserves no, that. No, no. Bit of justice. And you know what? That's weird. It's weird that there was a bit of justice there. Because normally... It all happened pretty quickly. But normally, you know, mm. that that just gets swept under the rug. Mm. And, you know, they have to deal with it. Cause, so it's, it's nice that they were actually vindicated. Yeah, yeah. Okay, big game of football on the weekend. Greg, you watched your first game of rugby in how long? I watched my first game of rugby this year, Matt. Okay. You go. What do you uh, think about this? Okay. Uh, look. You're the rugby man. Well, loosely. No, no. There's no palming it off now. Once again, <laughs> once again. Here we go. This is a very cranky podcast. Once again, world rugby chooses the world rugby chooses the greatest stage that it has. To fuck it. To fuck it. Again. Now, mm. there's... South Africa win 12-11 against 14 men for 55 minutes of the game. 26th minute he, yeah. he went off, yeah. So... 28, 26. I've got a couple things. One is the high tackle laws in rugby are pathetic. That's putting it mildly. Are pathetic. And for a couple of reasons. One is, this is a contact game. There mm. was absolutely no malice in that tackle. You'll have to explain to the wider audience that don't watch rugby what happened. Well, Sam Kane made a tackle on a ball carrier and his shoulder... He bent down. He, he, was, he was low. He couldn't have gotten any lower. The guy was low. Shoulder into the face. Sort of. Oh, no, got him. Got him. Uh, yellow card. The guy was not injured in any way. So, yellow the guy, card. The guy, the guy got the, straight back on. The guy played the ball yeah. and got up. No problem. But no he, injury. he then gets a yellow card. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't realise until this game. Because, again, what is the yellow slash red thing doing up on the screen? Yeah. This is what I wanted to ask you about because I've got an interesting take. My take is I'm not a rugby guy anymore. Yeah. And I haven't been keeping up with this. This is so, new to me. Well, this is new to me. But apparently it's been in place for a while. Yeah, and I've not seen it like this before. So what happens? You've got a yellow card, 10 in the bin. Yeah. They and continue he, to review the tackle while the, while, game's going while the game's going on and he's sitting in the bin. Yeah. About six minutes into his 10-minute bin, the, ref, the, the, the video ref says to the ref, uh, we've reviewed the tackle. We're now upgrading it to a red card. Now, this is the World Cup final. He's the captain of the All Blacks. I'm not saying that's an excuse. He's the captain of the All Blacks. But rugby is has been killing itself for 20 years with the, with the rules. This is a contact sport. It's actually more of a contact sport than rugby league because there are more opportunities for contact. Yeah. Right? 
contact at the breakdown, contact in the ball carry. More people on the field. Yeah, more people on the field. They have completely dumbed this game down and they have sugar-coated this game to now they just is it's almost like it's touch football. And what they've done is they've killed the product. There's no contest at a breakdown anymore. <laughs> at least in rugby league you can whack someone. You can yeah, but at least in rugby league you have to do something out of the ordinary to get sent off the field. Right? It has to be out of the ordinary. There has to be intent there has to almost be malice. There is the the re- to get a red card in rugby union, you just have to be unlucky. Yeah. So this this tackle that I saw, this the tackle that we're talking about, he the guy's facing the other way when he catches the ball, and and the tackler is coming from let's call it the left. Yeah. The guy catches the ball on the right, and then as he turns, the guy carrying the ball turns and leans forward a long way and lowers himself yeah in my opinion into the shoulder of the of the defender yeah. I've said it once on this podcast and I'll say it again the ball carrier has an onus of responsibility has yeah. a level of responsibility a tackle is a two-way street two people are coming together now you give me a swinging arm or a jump or a leading with the shoulder into the face with you know a Sonny Williams type vibe. Yeah. I'm hearing what you're saying. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You're trying to kill the guy. That's not cool, man. Well, when you've got a guy that's lowered himself, turned his head, wrapped the arm, absolutely mint tackle, and that guy lowers himself into the shoulder. And then he just gets up, plays the ball, no problem. Mm. Boop, 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 you know. And the ref goes, well, live. Mate, you've made contact with the head there. I think that's 10 in the bin. I can sort of deal with it. I think it's... I think... I think penalty is sufficient, right? But if you want to put him in the bin, sure, okay? I'm hearing what you're saying. Head knocks are a thing. We're trying to be better. Let play. The fact that he's sitting on a chair six minutes later and they're still going on with it and they're looking at every little angle, right? What that, what that bleeds into the game for mine is the opportunity for corruption is the opportunity to game fix. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying that's what happened, but it, it bleeds in the opportunity for it, right? Oh, we believe that should be upgraded to a red. Based on what? Based uh, on the, what? The, 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 Based on what? The statement I've that... I've seen worse tackles in this year's World Cup. The statement I've seen worse that, tackles, the, the statement that I don't understand is there's no mitigating circumstances. And I've heard that a lot in the last couple of years. And I'm just like, guys, they, do you know that they've now changed the laws again? For, for high tackles and anything above, see they've what they have done, what they have done in rugby is they've make they've made a blanket call, and they've said that uh, they're going to take any interpretation out. If you tackle above the armpits now, you're going to get a red card. You're going to get a yellow card. It's as simple as that. High tackle now is above is above the armpits. I understand that, right? But it should be above the armpits if the guy is standing upright. Yeah. So it, but and so it's. Because the armpits fucking move in point one of a second in a game of rugby, and you can't move at point one of a second if you don't know the intention of the other person. Yeah. It, it's it's not black and white. Yeah. If that person drops their armpits a split second before you tackle them, right? If you don't brace yourself and put yourself in a position to tackle before contact, you are being unsafe. 
right? Yeah. So you have to plant your feet and brace yourself in a position. If that ball carrier then changes direction, you are not in control of that because you have taken safety precautions for yourself. So you can't have it one way or the other. If I put myself in a position to be able to change my tackling height 0.1 of a second before we make impact, I'm not safe. I'm not in a safe position. My body weight's not where it needs to be. My lead foot's not under their under their feet, right? My hips aren't square. My, my back's not lowered and my head's not to the left. I'm not where I need to be to mm. make contact with that player because mm. I'm still looking at these fucking armpits. Mm. So who do you want to be unsafe? Because someone's going to be unsafe by those interpretations. Yeah. I, I just think they've lost the plot. They have for 20 years. If you want to play, you're going to get hurt. The, well, and That's I what think, makes it fucking great. But, but this is... It's war. So they've taken rucking out of the game. They've taken anything that was a contest, they've taken out of the game. Mm. And now they're, they're going to... It's they're, a kickathon. They're trying to take tackling out of the game. Yeah. Surely when you decide you're going to play rugby... I'm going to get hit. You understand that there's an element of risk. That's what makes it great. And by signing a registration to play, you're assuming some of that risk. Now, you know... Mate, let me ask you Let me ask you a question. It's fucking annoying. Let me ask you a question. Why do people do... Why do people mountain bike, downhill mountain bike? Why do people jump out of a plane? Yeah. Why do people go surfing, Right. Any, name, name something, right? Why mm. do people skateboard? Mm. Right? Why do they drop in from a half bite? Because mm. a little bit dangerous, a little bit scary. Mm. But if you pull it off, that feeling of exhilaration, I took the risk and I nailed it and it was amazing. What, you know, that's, that's the human brain. That's why we play this game. Because it's a bit risky, it's a little bit mental, it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> oh, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking good. Let's go. Let's for you and me as dads, you know, it's go-karting. But there's still a bit of excitement. You know what's not fun? Touch footy. <laughs> no, I, I think that... Boring. Well, yeah, I don't play it. But you've, ta- you've taken... You've, you've you do it to keep fit. You don't. There's not a World Cup of it because it's I, not fun. Yeah, the game just doesn't resemble anything that it was supposed to resemble anymore. Yeah. And, you know, people are... Like the, refs, the refs have been getting death threats. It's not the refs' fault. Well, he did... He did make it about him. It's not the ref's fault. He did make it. It's about not, him. mate. He's refing the rules of the game. Mm. The 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 yellow card for me that was even more unbelievable was the South African yellow card. Mm. This was a yellow card that I'm doing. I'm going to do a Matt White. I'm out of rugby. I'm out. I will never watch another game. Is this the bat down? No, no. That was another one as well. Mm. Yeah, try, you're trying to stop a try. You go to defend a player. He goes to pass. You put your hand out to block it. They say, you intentionally knocked the ball down. You're off the field. Of course I intentionally knocked the ball down. They were going to score. The fuck is that rule? Mm. They've actually... That's the dumbest rule I've ever seen. They've actually loosened that rule up, right? You actually... You now actually have to have intent to knock the ball down. Before... Like, just boom. Yeah, before... Yeah. You could... If you were going for an intercept... Yeah. And you knock the ball down. You could be you, depending on what the ref thought, depending on what undies he had on that day. Yeah. he could put you in the bin for an intentional knock. Yeah, but you're actually just trying to catch it. Correct. What's he supposed to do there? Let him score, mate. The whole game's let fucked. him score. The whole game's no. Fucked. The the South African yellow card for a head knock. Right. Yep. yep. A, the South African captain has gone in for a tackle. Right. Has done lead leg, lead shoulder, 
perfect technique, lowered his head and put his head to the left because the tackler is on the right. He's put his head down to make contact with the player. His shoulder has got him underneath the armpit. Absolutely mint. The New Zealand guy, his head has gone forward on top of the South African guy, the back of the South African guy's head. You could argue that the New Zealand guy head-butted the South African guy who was making a tackle. Yeah. But because their heads came into contact, the South African guy as the tackler got 10 in the bin. The game's fucked, mate. His head was lower than the other guy's head. The game's fucked. So how do you headbutt someone with the back of your head? With the back of your head? Mm. The crown? Yeah. Dumbest fucking game I've ever seen. Yeah, no, the game's fucked. They fucked it. Dumbest game I've ever seen. Moving on. I'm out. Yeah, cool. I played it. I love the game. I'm out. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. Goat league. (sighs) Anyway. What about the English Premier League? Man United suck. Yeah, I, don't, I thought we weren't going to talk about them. Well, you, listen, I've been wanting to talk about it so, for weeks, and you keep moving on. They're going to sack the coach, right? They're going to have to. They're going to have to. He's... Ten Hug. Ten Hug! He was the saviour, apparently, last year. He's now got... It looks... He's a little too big for his boots now. He's Look, now having massive problems with he, multitude of players. Here's the problem he's got. Ten Hag. We're talking about the Manchester United manager, people. Keep yeah, up. He's move got, on. He's it's got, a fast-moving podcast. Got, We're full of hate. He's got no defenders. Oh, Ronald O'Connor's calling me. Oh. That was professional, wasn't it? Should I answer it live on air? You do that. Should I do it? Yeah. That'd be rude. Hello, Ron. Good morning, Greg. Uh, you're live on the podcast, Ron. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. There you go. I thought you were going to say hello. All right, I'm going to go now because I'll call you later because we're on a podcast. <laughs> bye, bye, Ron. That was professional, wasn't it? Um, we're full of hate. I get it. We need, we'll finish with something positive, I promise. Stay with us for five more minutes. The problem the Man United manager, Ten Hag, has got is that last year he did okay with a team of shit people. And in the off-season, Man United opened their checkbook and they let him buy three or four very expensive people that, in his words... He just had to have. Those particular players have all played very shit. So what he's done now is he's used up all their fucking money and still got them in eighth. Yeah. They're not getting any better than that. They had a win to get into eighth this weekend. Not unless something drastically changes. They had a win to get into eighth. Not good for Man United. They're bad. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Ange. Ange Ball. Ange Ball. Going well. Exactly. But another Aussie did well on the weekend. Danny Ricardo. Hang on. We hadn't finished with Premier League. Don't oh, we just, I don't want to talk about Arsenal. That. I don't want to talk about Arsenal. I was, going to, I was actually going to talk about Arsenal's nemesis, but the Aussie. Oh, no. Go for it. Ange Ball. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Ange Ball? I think it's going to be uh, ride the wave. Ride the wave. I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in about February. Once there's a few injuries, once the dog days and the grind come in, Man City are going to win this comp by 10 points. We all know that. Right? But I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think it's about 
Tottenham winning the no, cup. No, it's it's not. And I think I what think he's it's about doing Tottenham is Tottenham making the top four. Yeah. Which they continuously just haven't been competitive. I think it's about them being competitive. And I think the way Ange just handling the media excuse me. I think the way Ange is handling the media is amazing. Yeah. It might be better than his coaching. Okay. Because they're putting all the pressure on him. And he's 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 going with a blanket no thanks. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. And do you think you can win the league? Probably not. What? It, what? Like it's so Aussie. Yeah. He's just like long season, mate. Man City are really good. Arsenal's really good. We're just doing our best. Fucking great answer, bud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great answer. That's so Aussie. Oh fuck, I don't know. <laughs> That's yeah. what he's talking like. Yeah. You know, they win. They had a great win the other week. You know, four nil, four one, or whatever it was. And uh, you know. Post-match interview. Oh, Ange, great win there. You must be happy with the boys. Oh, not really. We switched off at the end, let them score. I thought it was pretty pathetic, actually. <laughs> Fucking hell, Ange. Come on, mate. It's English Premier League. It's your first season. You've just won 4-1. Yeah, we shouldn't let that one in, though. That's piss poor. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> The it looks, boys will be disappointed in that. Do you know what it looks like? They It it actually looks like they're having fun. It does. Well, you know what? He's He's a pretty chill dude. He's not like, yes, you'll be good. Be football. Yes. He's just like, yeah, man, you know, if you put some effort in, I'll put some effort in. If we all put some effort in, we're fucking good. That's sort of his yeah, vibe. They, but they look genuinely look like they're having fun, which you don't see mm. a lot of in the Premier League. So The signing of Ryden Madison to their midfield, key. He is a freak. Top shelf. Top shelf player. Uh, the removal of Harry Kane, also key. Because it was the Harry Kane show. It was. It was all about Harry. And now it looks like you've got a team of players that like playing together instead of Harry and his friends. Yeah. It was almost like he was the lead singer of a band. You know what it was like? When when Harry was there, it was like Bon Jovi. Mm. You know? It's all, it's all about John Bon Jovi. We've called it after you. Whereas now, it's Tottenham, which is cool. I mean, Arsenal are winning. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about it if you want. No, we shouldn't. Um... I didn't think we'd be where we are because, I mean, we've got some players, but yeah, it, it's not the team. It's not the dream team that I wanted. Uh, I wish Ramsdale had come back into keeper. I don't know what's going on there. I think he's upset Arteta because we've got a different keeper in there at the moment. Who's all right, but I'm a I'm a Ramsdale guy. Man City sitting third. Interesting, mm. but they just haven't hit their straps. Please, doesn't matter where they sit, mate. They just, they just haven't hit their straps. Uh, what I do find hilarious is uh, what's... I think it's Everton has had one breach by FIFA with spending or the way they've moved their money around. I think it's Everton. It is Everton. It is? Yeah. They're talking, they're talking about dropping them back to Div 1 to teach them a lesson. Man City are up to about 130 it's, breaches. It's fucking incredible, mate. Man City are at 130 yeah. breaches, zero points lost. Zero relegation, zero drama. Everton won. Yeah. We're going to make an example out of you. Yep. The corruption is rife. 100%. It's literally rife. There's no explanation for it. But anyway. Uh, Red Hot, English Premier League's good fun at the moment. Very, very good fun. Rugby Australia, and even Rugby League for that matter, if you want to see how to run something, have a, have a squeeze, mate. Yeah, unlimited, the, the, uh, unlimited budgets. But it wasn't always. 
it's the it's if you've ever if you don't just watch the highlights of a Premier League game, if you watch the lead in, if you watch the panel show mm. before the game, you watch the way they discuss the players and they they look at key matchups before the before the game, and then they all walk out there, you know, they don't. They all walk out there and they stand in a line and they sing the national anthem and they shake hands and the, there's pageantry, there's mm. flair, but it's not too much. Mm. And it, there's, you know, key players to watch and just the way they roll that game out, it's just fucking oh no, impressive. It's incredible. It's so good. It's incredible. So good. Now, after this podcast, Matt, you're going to play some golf. Yeah, I am. Are you excited or are you upset with it? Because you don't seem pumped. Oh well, mate. I've, I'm, I'm a, I'm the old bull. You're not. I'm the old bull, mate. You're not. Just, you're actually not. I am. <laughs> no, you're not. No, no but I mean, like, it's not my first radio. I'm not going to get excited at six a.m. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm. Serious. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. We're we're going I'm, out. We're, I'm, we're I'm taking, inter- interested to see how I play. We're taking eight blokes to, to Corralba for a little overnighter. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Now. Megan's been to China. No, was it China? Italy. Italy, Italy. sorry. She's been to Italy. How long? Uh, about two weeks, yeah. Two weeks in Italy. And then she came home. She went to Sydney for a three-day conference, which we all know is code for piss up, do what you want. Pretty much, yes. You're getting 24 hours in Bow Desert. Yeah, it sounds like a good... Mm. Sounds like an even disbursement of uh, time. Yeah. And and would I be right in assuming we're back to neutral there? No, oh, no, I'm... All's I, fair? No, 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 she... she Deserves to go away for two weeks again. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I know how it works. There's a uh, there's a currency exchange. Yeah, there's a dollar value on this. Yeah, and if 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 I was a dollar, I, I am the Australian dollar, and she's the US dollar. Okay. Yeah. So that's um, I've got to work. I'm actually, ten times as hard. No, I'm pretty sure she's uh, the she's British pound. Probably the pound. She's yeah. the pound. She'd be the pound. She's the pound. I like it. She's poundless. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go somewhere else there. I thought it was going to be dirty, and I'm glad you went that way. That was very good. I said you saw it. You t- you, I've never seen you step left better than well, that. Well, you know. Yeah. No. 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 The no, goose no, no it's done. It's done. So yeah. So how are the new wedges coming? Oh, they're not coming. The new clubs. Nah. Please. You haven't told Megan about the new clubs? I'm not getting any new clubs, Greg. She does listen. Sometimes. We're not going to talk about the ones sitting there in the studio? Don't be like that. <laughs> Don't be like that. What about them? Don't be like that, Greg. <laughs> Don't be like that. Did you sell your second set? Did you uh, sell the old ones? Not yet. No, mate, I've, got, I've honestly got like 20 people texting me on Facebook about them. But just no one's bought them yet. So they're yeah. sitting there. They are sitting there, Matt. Yeah, and they'll continue. I've offered you three fifty. Mm. I'll oh, mate, they'll come to Carabin, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be they'll be in the back of the car for you. Sure they will. You have a I'm little sure you have will. a little hit with them. You do your thing. Mm. Mm. Uh yeah, anyway, so that should be fun. Uh have you noticed that the boys' trip has changed? Yeah, it has. Which I find hilarious. Yeah. I was just because I you know, I sort of did a lot of the organising for this and I noticed a distinct uh Shift in priorities, shall I say? Yeah, you know, not not even that long ago, maybe five years ago. Yep. Where are we staying? Is it near a pub? Okay, cool. We playing golf. Do we have a piss up day? We have got to have a couple of days to get on the punt. We got you know, we have a recovery day. You, know, you go away for four days and you play golf twice. There was a distinct uh, push towards. We're not getting too pissed, are we? 
What are we doing for dinner? Oh, we'll go to the pub. Oh, okay, but you know, we're playing early in the morning. Oh, okay, we might have a big one then. Even even in the even when I was throwing out there to a few people, who should we extend an invite to? And at the end of the day, I basically just set it at golf on Saturday. Who wants to come? And I instantly got seven people plus yourself. Mm. It was just that simple. It was just the seven people around me mm. was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll come. I was like, cool. That was easy. Um, but uh, but even then, we, you know, before I gave you a call, oh, we need one more. So I suggested a few names. And even then, from a couple of them, went, oh, no, nah, he'll get too loose. He'll get too pissed. He'll want to get fucked up. I'm like, yeah. And then we all went, oh, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. And I thought, you know who won't get fucked up? Matty White. That's right. I'll invite the non-drinker. Invite the non-drinker with the sleep machine. <laughs> with the fucking sleep apnea. <laughs> have you bringing your sleep machine? I have to, mate. You've got to share a room with someone who, which hasn't been organised yet. That's fine. Well, sleep machine's fine. Fucking won't be me. <laughs> yeah, mate, makes no noise. Makes no noise. Makes no noise. Makes no noise. Okay. And trust me, you'd pre- you would much prefer the sleep me have the sleep machine than <laughs> yes. not have the sleep machine. Okay, I'm hearing that. So the sleep machine is an absolute wonder. In, and it's funny you mentioned the boy strips. When we went to Bali, yeah, I was in a room with a mate, and we were the beds were about I don't know two feet apart. Yeah, and he's cons- he was he was like, oh, my brother's got the sleep machine as well, so I'm sweet. So he had no dramas with that. But right. okay, we we Interesting. we talk about. The boys' trips. Now we had a, we had a fairly big night. I don't drink, but we had a big night the first night we were in the villa. But you did drink that night. That night, yeah, one night. Okay. So we had a fairly big night, and then we did not leave the villa for three days, essentially. So we really? they went surfing, and I went out to get breakfast or whatever. But we didn't go out for dinner. We ordered pizzas in. Uh, That's the dream. Just had the boys had a couple of beers, ordered yeah. pizzas in, yeah. played a bit of pool, swam yeah. in the pool, yeah. You know, played cards. Okay, that was it. Yeah, there were no big nights after the first night, uh, so it has changed considerably. Yeah, for the better, I think so. You're not going to make as many memories. Oh, no, you make different memories. I but think you you're, a, you're, but you probably have a almost a better time in the end. Well, I think that because we've you all get been wiser. We've all been on the on the boys' trips where it's just three four days of just mad on the piss, and you don't remember much. <laughs> No, but it's... <laughs> but you always remember one amazing thing. You do. Usually something... <laughs> and that's the thing, 20 years later, that you still remember, in yeah, fairness. You yeah. remember that but thing. But there's still be there was still there's still a couple of things from when we went to Bali that we chuckle about, like, yeah, even yeah, though yeah. it wasn't massive. But, you know, and I think the priorities change. Sure? I think it's... Well, you're busier now, so you, you want to rest. See, we used to have nothing on. This, mm. is, what, this is what I said mm. to... I was talking to Dino about it, and I said, well, we used to have nothing on. You know, we used to just go to work, get paid so we can spend money and get pissed. That mm. was the whole thing. So anyway, you can elevate that situation, fucking giddy up. Yeah. Right? But now now we're all, you know, most of us are self-employed or in or in management roles and responsibility roles. We get home, we've got kids and mortgages. And then you, you think about a trip and you go, oh, I wouldn't mind a sleep in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which sounds like you're 100, but it's just what you want. Yeah. Out of life. Well, well the thing, if, for me... It's still good to get away. For me, the big change for me... Was when I when I became a parent, mm. and I realised that I really couldn't afford to be hungover. This is it. Things became a lot more difficult. I've still got shit to do tomorrow. So, yeah, it, I, people a, need me tomorrow. Yeah, and and yeah. when I had my come to Jesus moment, when my son looked at me and said, "You're an embarrassment," when he was like twelve, mm. or thirteen, 
12, I think he was. And I was like, yeah, like I, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. Can't do this. And that's the reason I stopped drinking. It, it's not uh, that, that, and the fact that, you know, I'm, it takes far too long to get over it for me now. It's a three, four day thing before I start to feel sort of mm. back to 100%. But for me, it was just my son going, fuck, you know, 9.30 a.m. on a Sunday morning, open the car door in suburbia and vomiting with people watching me and my son getting out of the car and walking down the street. And I was just like, yeah, just have a look at yourself. Yeah. The, the, problem that, the problem that we always come to when you and I discuss this is I believe there is some wiggle room between vomiting out of the car at 9.30 in the morning <laughs> and having a few beers. No, but there's... I believe but there's, there might be a gap in the middle. No, the, well, see, the thing for me is, is that... I, Oh, I know. I wouldn't You're be, a one in. I'm I'm a binge drinker. So yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. um once too many, a hundred's not enough. Yes. So for me, I'm you know. I'm with you. So I've never been the guy to have two or three beers. I'm with you. I'm so with you. like last night, for example, I just had two gins. I couldn't do it. Lovely. Couldn't do it. Just just lovely. Just I'll made me a, happy. I'll have a Pepe Max. Yeah, a Pepe. A Pepe Max. I get a Pepe Max. Yeah. Yeah. The other night, knocked the knocked the top off a nice bottle of red. Yeah, you had want, one glass. Put it back in the wine fridge. See, see, this is where you and I differ. When I talk about knocking the top off something, it's usually not a bottle of wine. Mm. Nice work. I like that. Hey, I got a hot tip for you. We haven't done tips in a while. No, we we haven't done. I got a message by the way from uh, where is it? I should find it, but it's about the um, uh, tipping comp. Yes, because we haven't paid out. In fairness, we've been very poor, Matt. We haven't had the time to take someone to lunch. Well, come on. Let's make the time. Come on. I can't find it now. Oh, I can't find who won now. Ben Walken won. Yeah, but then also we had the... Uh, oh, we had the other. Yeah, the other. All the winner. way through. I've, I'm, I've had a mind blank now. This is good podcasting. It's good podcasting. I'm searching. But look, I'll find it. Okay. We, we got a message on Facebook about it. Okay. Uh, oh, I think it was an email. That's what I think it was. So, some people, yeah. Well, let's organise that for the next. We need to sort that next out. couple of weekends. We need, we do genuinely need to sort that out. Yeah. We need to organise a lunch. We might even do a potty. We might even record lunch. We can do that. We can do. We'll do something. We'll do something. It's poor on our form, but we, we'll we'll get you. We'll get yep. you. We've also got the masters coming up, so we've got some merch. Yep. But I've got a hot tip for you this weekend. Australia rolled out. What was the score against New Zealand? 36-18. So we beat them by 18 points. Yep. Okay. With our B team. Yes. In a game that didn't matter. Yep. We've now fielded our A team. Yep. Against the same New Zealand squad. Yep. In a game that does matter. And the line in that game for Australia to win is only 12 and a half points. Yeah, okay. Australia are $1.25, New Zealand are $4. The line is minus 12 and a half. I've got Australia into an anytime try scorer of Valentine Holmes, which is the easiest bet in the history of the planet. Right? That multi will get you $2.70. Throw the house on it. <laughs> put the mortgage on it. Matt, I reckon if you put a couple of hundred on that, you could buy new clubs. Maybe. Not yours, though. I reckon if you put uh, 300 on that, you could. Yeah, anyway, before we go down that path... Quick maths, quick maths. Before we go down that path. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Looking forward to the next uh, day or so. Public service announcement. Apologies to all of the listeners for the angriness of this podcast. 
shall it continue forever? But we watched rugby and rugby sucks. Yeah. We also didn't mention the cricket, but we beat New Zealand, so suck, suck. Well, uh, cricket's probably better next week. Uh, I, I think it is. We'll be we'll be into the sort of the games that really do matter next week. I'm going to make some commitments. Number one, I'm going to promise you we know what's happening with the winners of the tipping comp. We'll talk cricket, and we'll recap the golf trip, and we'll recap if Matt can play golf or not, and if and who won the money. I'll tell you what he can't do. Mm. Can't chip. Can't chip. You know why? Needs new wedges. Because I'm shit. Needs new wedges. And on that note, it's been a pleasure, Greg. Till next week. Bye for now. Ava. Thanks for listening to Officially Underqualified. If you've enjoyed the show and you'd like more, you'll find us on all good podcasting platforms. Don't forget to follow us and give the show a five-star review. It really helps us to grow the show.